everyone and welcome back. We are here for episode 18 of the Mars Hill Sports Podcast. Today's guest was Jaqueline Gilbreth of the Spartans men's basketball team, more commonly known as Q around campus. Episode 17 was with Mac Weens and Kyle Baker. Uh, we talked a little bit of NFL as well as some uh, Spartans hockey as they dropped their first two games of the season. They sit at 12 and 2 right now. It is 2:11 in the morning. I'm pretty tired, so excuse me if I'm uh, a little off <laughs> for uh, this big news and sports segment, but we're going to get right into it. So Zion Williamson made his NBA regular season debut last night after scoring only five points throughout the first three quarters of the game. He decided to take over. Zion went on to score 17 points in just over a three-minute span. He made the game very interesting against the Spurs. They ended up losing 121 to 117, but his final stat line of the night was 22, 7, and 3. This was all done in the 18 minutes he played. So quite impressive. We'll see how that shakes up. I still think John Morant is going to win Rookie of the Year if he remains healthy. Uh, but this is exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see what Zion's upcoming games look like as his, mm, his these major expectations to fulfill for that Pelicans team. So that, team, that Pelicans team has been really fun to watch lately. If you haven't been watching them, I would 100% recommend. Brandon Ingram is... So fun to watch. Drew Holiday's awesome as well. So I think that's my uh, favorite, as Bill Simmons would put it, league pass team right now. I think that's the the team I'm enjoying, the, the obscure team I'm enjoying watching the most of lately. On to the NFL. Eli Manning has finally retired. He's doing it. 16 season career in the NFL. Eli, he's finally deciding to hang up the cleats and finish with a career record. He's sitting at 500, 117, and 117. There's no doubt in my mind that this man is a future Hall of Famer. He won two Super Bowls, uh, winning Super Bowl MVP in both of those victories. Daniel Jones will now be entrusted with the keys to the quarterback position. Can he do it? Find out on next season's episode of, sorry, edition of Saquon versus the world make sure you check out Saquon versus the world aka the New York Giants next season we'll see if Daniel Jones can chip in and help help Saquon out so in the OB enough with the uh sign stealing scandal let's get to some real business here uh but also not enough with the sign stealing scandal the next uh issue number seven of uh our Mars Hill newspaper I'm writing an article about why it's absolute Bush League that the Houston Astros are still standing throughout all this. Make sure you check that out. But we're going to get right into this. The MLB has decided to have robots as home plate umpires for spring training. I think this makes it official that the uh, the, the robot takeover is upon us. I'm quite, ro- quite worried uh, about this on numerous levels but uh it's a mixture of hilarious and holy smokes at the same time i guess uh it's like it it's actually happening guys we have robot umps when are we gonna have robot linesmen in the nhl 
MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred stated that's going to be more accurate than a human standing there to make the calls. There will be less controversy with this move. Oh my goodness, robot empires will now be used in some minor league games as well. I would care a lot, uh, and I'd say that's nuts until I realize that it's minor league baseball, so I don't really care that much. But hey, if there's any Savannah Banana fans out there, uh, all the power to you as you watch robots call your, your balls and your strikes here. So anyways, we are going to get right into the interview with Q. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you drop us, give us a review, subscribe. Your listening ears are also always welcome. Any sort of promotion of the podcast is huge for us here at Mars Hill. So we appreciate you guys and the support that you are giving us. We want to see this succeed. I want to see it succeed. Succeed. Oh, man. It is. I guess I, I can't say late. I guess I got to say early, but... Uh, we want to see this podcast succeed and our newspaper be more mainstream. So, hey, thanks for checking us out, guys. And uh, we're going to get right on to that interview with Q. All right, everyone. Special interview today for episode 18. We are here with Jaqueline Gilbreth of the Spartans men's basketball team, more commonly referred to as Q. So where'd you get that nickname? Uh, from a few of my friends at my last school at Lubbock Christian University. Okay. Everyone started calling me Q, and it just kind of carried over. So when people ask me my name, I'd rather say Q than my full name. Yeah. So, like, when people ask you your name around here, you're just like, I'm Q. Yeah, I'm Q. That's <laughs> there you go. It's nice and simple. Yeah, yeah. simple. Do people ever, like, do people ever ask you, is, like, is that a nickname right off the bat? Or is, do people just, like assume that oh i you guess it's usually just some guy named q <laughs> usually when i say my name is q they're like oh, well what's your full name what's oh okay name? yeah there you go yeah okay dope anyways we're gonna get right into this so you've had a pretty successful start well actually a very successful start uh uh to your stint as a member of the spartans men's basketball team so what were like the steps leading up to you playing here so you're a fourth year university student right uh-huh. okay and then you said you played at Lubbock Christian University for three years. Okay, so is that something like a JUCO? This or? is Division Two. Division Div, Div Two. Okay, cool. So, what were like the steps to you coming here? Like, did Trevor Pretty reach out to you, or? Well, it started from a guy who played at my last school at Lubbock Christian University. Name okay. is Tyler Kennedy. Okay. Um, he mentioned he mentioned Canada and coming up here and. And I just thought, like, nah, like, it's too far. Yeah, yeah, you know, too cold. Yeah, too cold. <laughs> Especially that that was my main stereotype about it being here, like, so cold. Yeah. So I just started looking at, like, elsewhere. I was looking at other schools, like some in Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, Alpine, and some in Dal- even Dallas, Texas as well. Mm-hmm. And I knew I would only have one year eligibility left if I stayed in the States. So Yeah, so you just wanted yeah. to extend your career as much yeah, as possible. And I started looking more into it. Um, I talked to Trevor over the phone. Nice. Came out on a visit, and I really liked it here, especially with his resume and everything he's got going as a coach. I thought it would be good for me and my career. Yeah, yeah I think that's a huge draw, like Trevor being involved. If, you, if you're listening to this and you weren't aware, so Trevor – was an assistant coach for the Raptors 905 
which is the G League team of the Toronto Raptors, who are very, very, very popular here. So before Lebet Christian, okay, so Lebet Christian, what was like your high school and AAU career like before Lebet Christian? Um, it was real well. Okay. Um, my high school coach, I love him to death. His name is Jeff Evans. Okay. I played with him for four years, and it was just great. Like, we had a real good relationship. I was super close with him and um, almost made it to the state championship. Uh, just lost one game before okay. to make it to the state championship. So it was really a fun ride coming out of high school. And same for same for AAU basketball. It was real nice. I played with um, – I played with – D1 Nation, which were Adidas nice. in, the, in the Adidas circuit. So that was real yeah. fun as well, just playing with so many high-level guys and mm-hmm. just getting better over the summer, trying to prepare for the next level. So cool, cool. Always nice. Who is, like, the most notable, if there is, a most like the most notable guy you've played on a, a team with before? Um, I played with so many good guys. Yeah. Um, so I was probably start from high school. I played with a guy named Trey Fillmore, okay. Mari White, Malcolm Aragon, and going up to college, I had a, I, one of my closest friends is um, Jay Workman, nice, Rashawn Proctor, Brandon Burrell, Kobe, Kobe Thompson, and I, yeah, I just played with a lot of good guys at high school that 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 um that I didn't really play with, but like outside of my high school career. Like, just going to open gyms and things like that. Like, it was guys like Darius Brown, Darius Polly. Yeah, the list could go on forever, though. Right. If I, if I just named all yeah. the players. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So many stellar players that, like, especially playing in the States, I think there's a higher volume of guys who are just absolute studs. Mm-hmm. Um, but going off of that, so you began playing basketball at a very young age, I'm assuming. Was, yeah. that, was that always, like... Your dream, like, I want to be an NBA player, I want to go play D1? It was not. I was real into football. Okay. Was, like, that was my number one sport for me. Like, I was just super into football. Nice. I ran track and played basketball, but I was the most serious about football. Okay. And so, I was actually I was actually pretty good at it. Like, I played quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah. Got all the way up to... I played for my dad, like, for... Was he, like, the coach of the football yeah. team? Oh, okay. Um, Played with my dad for six years, and I think we lost three games in six years. So Jeez. like it was, we were really yeah. good. Very successful yeah. program there. And I got to seventh grade, and <laughs> everything just went downhill for football because oh, we okay. just weren't very good. Yeah. And so that's when I kind of started leaning towards basketball. Nice. With losing so much in football, and like my love for the game of basketball just started to grow. Then. Okay. So what is hoop culture like? In, so you're from Amarillo, Texas, mm-hmm. but in Texas as a whole, or, or maybe just your area, like what is hoop culture like? Because obviously football is huge, uh, baseball would be really big as well, right? Yeah. So what, where do where do hoops fit in within all of this? I would say we're number one. Okay. People. <laughs> people Basketball is the cool sport. Now. Yeah. That's what people I feel don't like realize. It's the funnest to watch. Yeah. Know, the most entertaining. But yeah. People from back home. Uh, um, if I had to choose, I would say basketball, but there are some, some football games that I've been to that are pretty crazy. But yeah. I play basketball, so I would have to say basketball. And okay. The fan support and the love that they show back home is, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. So 
Yeah, that's one thing I've really noticed. Like, even in Canada here, it's like, by the time... So, my grade 8 year, my first year in high school, like, I played basketball, and basketball wasn't a cool sport. Like, everyone's like, oh, I want to play hockey, I want to play lacrosse. And you get to grade 12, and, like, there's, like, a culture shift. It was so interesting. Like, every grade 9 kid is walking around with Jordans, and, like, he's, like, he got a perm on the weekend. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, (laughs) it's, like, it's, like, everyone just wants to, like, be like basketball players now i'm like man what why wasn't this the case when i played basketball but yeah the culture shift i think basketball is becoming the coolest sport not only in the states but north america is as well i think basketball has just captivated so many aspects and the biggest thing is the pop culture the the tying in with pop culture yeah Um, yeah that's very true yeah so like hip-hop artists are not they're not name dropping nhl or mlb players really they're name dropping nba players right it's like you <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't hear you don't hear Sidney crosby in the third period you hear kobe in the fourth right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay so were there any players that you specifically looked up to as a kid like any members of the dallas mavericks or just any nba player that you just were like damn i want to be that one i'm older um to be honest i never really I never really idolized anyone. Okay. Like, I watched them play a lot, like pe- like certain people. And, yeah. You know? To, like, take yeah. things away from their to, game? Yeah. Okay. But never really just wanted to be like someone else, you know? I right. I just wanted to be the best me. Yeah, like, carved yeah. your own path. Yeah. Okay, sure. cool. What's, like, what's something that you see similarities in, in like, a pro player, in, like, and yourself? So, like, taking things from other players, like, a lot of people are, like... Oh, I want to have Kobe's fadeaway. Well, no, no one can have Kobe's fadeaway except for like Michael Jordan, and now LeBron really added that to his game. But mm-hmm. would you say there's like a certain aspect of your game, maybe in a pro player now or a pro player uh, when you were a kid, that you saw and you're like, I want to be that? Would you say there's anything like that? Um, I watched a lot of Kyrie. Like, okay, you know, like when it comes to ball handling. Yeah. And Kobe, for sure, like, all time, just when it comes to his mentality and, like, right. what he brings to the game, you know? Right, right. But other than that, um, I think that's it, really. Yeah. For sure. I think Kyrie is really exemplary of, like, showing how to, like, create your own shot as a point guard. Like, obviously, his ball handling is the, the most uh, the most notable way we can admit that. Mm-hmm. But I think just even... I think his situational situational thinking, he's so smart with the ball. It's like right place, right time. And then he knows when to pull what move and at like certain times. So like his execution is what I've always yeah. noticed as like how, how he stacks up so well against so many matchups. So I do like to ask this question to a lot of people who like played basketball growing up. It's like, as a kid, I think a lot of us were like, oh, like, I'm going to the league. I'm going to the NBA. So what was the age that you were like, oh, yeah, there's no way this is happening? Um, I feel like you start to be realistic when you get to maybe like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. Like you can always still make it a dream. Yeah. Of course, it's still a dream and, you know, anything is possible. Yeah, 100%. But I feel like you just start to be real realistic about 
your path in sports, like when you get to probably about that age? Yeah, I think it's like for me, it's just a big matter of like being humbled by the guys around you. It's like, yeah. oh, there's no way I'm ever going to be as good as this guy. And it's like, I don't even know if he's going to get a college offer. Yeah. Like, obviously not the case for you, but hey, I'm a, I'm a pretty big scrub on the basketball court. So, <laughs> um, so you said you don't really follow much NBA these days before our interview here, but you said you like Devin Booker a lot. So explain, what, what do you like about Devin Booker so much? Um, I like everything about his game. Okay. You know, just the way he can shoot, he can create for his teammates. And yeah. Like, he just knows how to take over a game. And yeah. Like, it just, he makes it look easy. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys who gets, like, slept on so much just because his supporting cast is, like, arguably the worst in the league. Yeah. Right? And, like, losing even, like, a TJ Warren over the offseason is, like, that sucks. Like, this 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 guy doesn't really have much much help. And, like, DeAndre Ayton, you can say DeAndre Ayton's helping him out a lot. But DeAndre Ayton hasn't been... Nearly as good as Kelly Oubre is really helping him out. Yeah, Kelly Oubre is good, and he showed like glimpses in Washington. But I think now having a bigger stage to succeed, Kelly Oubre has um, has improved a lot. So Devin Booker should definitely be an All Star this year. You think so? Yes, he should have been last. Are you casting your vote? I'm casting my vote. Yeah. All right. Hashtag. Are they doing like the hashtag? Booker for All Star thing, or is like, um, is it like sure. the online vote? Probably both. Yeah. Okay. Because I haven't done like All Star voting in forever. Yeah. I think I think the last time I did it was when I was in like grade ten. Yeah. Him and Trey but, Young will definitely get my vote. Yeah. Okay. Trey Young. So you 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 like these polarizing guys, hey? Because I think a lot of people are like dubbing Trey Young and Devin Booker as like, oh, they're out there for stats. Yeah. Like, what's your take on that? Um. For me, like, I just it's, it's not easy. So the numbers that they're putting up and the things that they're doing, yeah, like it has to be, like they have to be, you know, gifted for that. Yeah, so I feel like people know, people know that they should be all stars because not any ordinary person can put up those mm-hmm. numbers. And like scoring twenty five to thirty five points on like almost any given night, it's like how is that not helping the team? Unless you're taking every shot and you're only scoring that many points, like. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think I think people are too quick to write these guys off, but they don't look at like the circumstances. There's no context, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get back to your time here as a member of the Spartans. So you've been like absolutely lighting it up this year. You're averaging 27 a game. Uh, you're leading the nation in scoring right now. Does that like what's your thought process on that? Like, do you do you keep track of this stuff? Um, I do not, and okay. I, try, I try not to think about it. Yeah, and, like I try to keep it, you know, like kind of away from me. But you yeah, know, it's kind of hard to do that, you know, mm-hmm. when you're doing well. But I try not to think about it and just try to, you know, play for my teammates. You know, try to get more wins, and you know, when the season is over, then I, then you know, then we can look at the end results. Right. Yeah, that's it. I think that's a really good mindset. Like blocking out a lot of things because you can block out a lot of criticism with that too and like as a player playing in the states where a lot of people come under scrutiny in any sort of sports market what would you say how do you how would you say you react to criticism um i kind of just take it as fuel never Mm -hmm. personal you know and just use it to for me to get better yeah so i really never 
cared about what other people thought, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, love to hear it. I think the past couple of years were really tough for this Spartans program. I don't think anyone's denying that. Like, the own 20 season last year was really hard. And I think, I think a big part of that, too, is just, like, there are some guys on that team who I'm pretty sure, like, went, like, 9 in 100. That was, like, their record over a combined five years. And that, that can't be good for anyone's, like, mental health to begin with. Like, losing, and it's, like, you kind of just get bleeped on by yeah. by uh by like coaches and whoever else like even people on campus like you're uh, i think not earning respect when you see other sports programs succeeding here at trinity what would you say like what what does it mean to you being a key member in this spartans rebuild here um it's a blessing yeah you know I'm really thankful for it, and I, it's, I feel like it's really important, you know, and I feel like walking around campus, I feel like people are more knowing of us now, yeah. you know? Yeah, a lot I more hype. Like, yeah, a, little, a lot more hype, you know, yeah. a lot of people at the games, Yeah, you know, supporting, showing genuine love to the basketball team, uh -huh. and I feel like it's only going to get better, you Yeah, know? and I feel like our record right now doesn't really define us, you know, because we're no. way better than, you know what it's showing yeah well you guys have had a lot of like really close losses yeah. like you dropped one game yeah against ubc like, that was uh, a seven point differential yeah. there it's it's a couple games that we you know that was just out of reach but all the other games i pretty i'm pretty much feel like we could have won them all you know so yeah i feel like we're on the right track and yeah. there'll definitely be some big changes here in the near future so yeah no 100 percent. so is the collective goal of this team like is there a certain like win quota you guys are going for or is it just like man like Let's go out there and just like put it all on the court yeah, and like that's exactly try to right the ship. Is yeah, that for sure? And of course, we go into every game to expecting to win and wanting to win. You know, we may not always get the results that we want, but we go into every game and just you know leave it all out there and see what the results will be at the end. Right. You were number ten, right? I wore number ten. Okay. In high school, in high school I wore number ten. Okay. And so high school year. ten, then you I went to Christian. I went to my favorite number, which is one. Okay. I wanted number one in high school, but the numbers only went as low as 10. So mm -hmm. I got 10, and I got to college, and I got number one. And it, things didn't work out at that school. So number one will always be my favorite number, but yeah. I just feel like I needed to switch it up. Okay. And my, well, younger, my younger brother is number 13, and it's kind of just bounced around the family a little bit. So I feel right. like, felt like I you know, just wanted to be number 13. and. It's treated me pretty well, so I don't think I'll change that. Yeah? Okay. I like that. So, are you you're pretty superstitious with the numbers you wear? Or not mm, really. Not really. No. I wear any number, but I yeah. just feel like this one suits me the best, yeah. obviously. Okay. That's cool. So, you, we, we were talking earlier about Trevor Pretty, and just like, I think he has been able to not only draw recruits like yourself, but I think there's just a, a, a more... There's more sense of like confidence in this rebuild. So, what would you say your relationship with Trevor has been like this year? Uh, it's it's great. Like, like I didn't have a that well of a relationship with my coach at my previous school, but in high school, I was super close to my coach, and and I feel like it's the same with um, Coach Pretty now. Like, we're super close and. The love is genuine, and how I feel about him is, you know, I really like him as my coach, just mm -hmm. like I like my high school coach. 
and it's allowing me to enjoy the game more than I have before, you know? Right. So I feel like he's a, a, a real cool guy, and I really like him as a coach for sure. Right, and I think he plays – he plays like – he likes – quick basketball yeah and you you you're very suited for running gun basketball yeah. so yeah i think that definitely must be must be nice for you hey <laughs> yeah for sure that's how we play the same style in high school so it's nothing that i'm not used to yeah but at my previous school the style was different the system was different very half court yeah. mindset yeah, yeah. yeah really didn't fit well there so no. now i'm back to where i need to be for sure so what would you say is the strongest suit of your game um I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would probably be just trying to be the best teammate that I can to mm-hmm. be a good teammate. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever notice like blatant flaws in your game? Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. It'll always be flawed. Yeah. And there'll always be things to that I can better myself as. Yeah. Know? And just try to get better at, you know, every it's, it's little things, but the little things matter. So yeah. I try to get better at anything. I mean, everything. And not just think that, you know, that I'm perfect. It'd always be something to work on for sure. Right, for sure. Going back on the whole Trevor Pretty thing, whatever you do, you just can't say, uh, in Trevor we trust. Because that's total heresy, man. Oh my goodness. That was <laughs> I think that was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in an Instagram comment section mm, in yeah, my life. Yeah. I that made me really angry and yeah, like you don't made, have to speak on this. <laughs> it made a lot of people angry. Yeah. Me. I don't I don't even have Instagram. But like I, uh, I was shown I was shown this this comment thread, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, are we are we really like? Also, first of all, fundamental like you can trust more than one thing, people. Like, <laughs> you can trust exactly. Trevor. Yeah. Like, are you saying you don't trust your best friend? You don't trust your father, your mother? It's like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what they're thinking. But. Yeah. So like, what would you say is like your response to stuff like that? Like. I think in a sense, it's like the whole like backhanded comment. It's like, oh, this is why we always lose games. I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're not even standing behind like this basketball pro- program that's made like significant strides this season and has drawn a lot more excitement. Like I think for me, the biggest thing I've noticed is the excitement that is around this basketball team. Like basketball games were absolutely dead in the past two years. At least like I'm a third year now. So I've seen throw my first and second year I've gone to basketball games and it's just being like dead. Mm-hmm. And this year it's like excitement's being drawn. And then you see stuff like that. Like, how do you respond to that? Um, just much love to them. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. You know, really appreciate the criticism and, mm-hmm. you know, when we start rolling, don't come around then, you know? Yeah. I think just stay where you are. Yeah. Using, using stuff like that as fuel is like head and shoulders like the best thing you can do as hard as it is sometimes to just be like you're on mars and i'm on earth here yeah, but, yeah. i thought it was pretty funny though like it's fine you know yeah yeah for sure so we got we got our last question rolling up here it's a pretty quick interview but uh what excites you most for like the upcoming season here at Trinity western uh just getting closer with my teammates you know cool. just starting to click and you know really get to know each other and make a strong bond and add a few more pieces. And I feel like, I feel like it'll be some big changes. I'm really excited for the future here for sure. Right. For sure. And then this weekend, you guys got a tough matchup against the university of Alberta. Yeah. for sure. So tell us a little bit about what this matchup's going to look like and 
maybe drop the dates so people can hear it so they can go. Um, I believe we play Friday and Saturday here at okay. the LEC. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't really know much about Alberta, but yeah. I know that they're really they're a really good team, really mm-hmm. strong team. Obviously, being number three in the country, so yeah. Would you say Calgary is the toughest team you guys have played this year? Um, I believe yes. I believe Calgary is the is the best and the toughest team we played this year. But I know Alberta will be right there with them for yeah. sure. Yeah, for so. sure. Anyways, thank you so much for joining. A very quick interview, but uh, thank you so much for sparing some of your time for us here. Spartans, make sure you are going and checking out some good old TWU basketball action this weekend. I believe the women's team will probably be playing yes, at home as well. as well. Exactly. As well, yeah. yeah, they deserve it. They, they all do. So um, without any further ado, we're going to get right on to our Spartan wrap-up where we will talk a bit about some Spartans action. We'll see you there. Now it's time to get on to the Spartans wrap-up. For volleyball, the men's team is still ranked number one. Girls uh, have fallen to number two behind the undefeated Dalhousie University. Both teams are going to be traveling to UBC together this weekend. The UBC men's team have been quite impressive. They're riding a bit of a heater lately. They currently sit second in the recent U-Sports rankings. For basketball, the men's and women's teams will be at home at the Langley Event Center. Make sure you check that out against U of A, University of Alberta. This weekend, U of A has some incredibly strong teams on both sides, so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes up. We'll see uh, what our Spartans can do against these uh, more prestigious teams. So the U of A men's team is quite well-rounded, and they have an exceptional defense. So we'll see what our teams can do this weekend at the LEC. We'll see you there. For hockey, after losing their last two games to end the un- their unbeaten streak at 12, the boys look to bounce back against Selkirk. The Selkirk Saints, TWU, they are 4-0 against Selkirk this season as all these games were on the road. Make sure you go and support our hockey team as well at the Langley Event Center. It's going to be a good one. It's going to happen Friday night. We'll see you there Friday night. Anyways, this is, that's going to conclude episode 18. Big thank you to Q for joining us for the episode. Uh, make sure you guys check out our next episode. Episode 19 is going to be coming out pretty soon. Another special former Spartan joining us. I'm not going to give you guys any more hints, but it'll definitely be a must listen. So... We'll see you there, and whenever this next episode comes out, I hope you have a great couple of days, and we will see you at 19. Bye-bye for now.